as we prepare for communion today, one of our um, passages that is before us is taken from John chapter 6. It's a wonderful, wonderful chapter. If you ever have some spare time, read through the entire, entire chapter of chapter 6 in John. It's incredible the way John lays out this scenario, this sign, and then begins to explain it in such a way that brings power and requires a response. That's, that's the point. And on, and on a day when we celebrate communion, this particular sign in John chapter 6 is the bread from heaven. And Jesus calls himself that bread from heaven, the bread of life. That's a powerful thing. You know, in the, in the Gospel of John, there are a series of signs. And in chapter 6 and moving forward, the signs are Jesus himself. As Jesus offers miracles, he offers himself as a sign. The sign of who he is. And signs are important for us in daily life. They're important things. They give us direction. They give us caution. Um, they give us a plan. Um, they let us know what's going on around us. All kinds of signs. You know, when Leanne and I were living in, in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, we lived in Roswell, Georgia, which is just north of Atlanta, and we used to go, um, before we had children, we would take a Saturday or a Saturday afternoon and just drive. And we were 45 minutes to an hour from the North Georgia mountains, which is just phenomenal. Well, on one particularly cool, um, brisk uh, fall afternoon on a Saturday, we were driving. Uh, didn't know where we were going. We would just get in the car and go. Not even a map. We would just try to stay on main roads. So we were driving along, and it was a two-lane road, and we were driving, just enjoying. Like I said, it was, it was, a, I mean, it was a day you, would, you, you couldn't have asked for a better day. It was a clear blue skies, brilliant skies, and it was just that cool air. And it was just, everything was just clear. But we were just enjoying the day, driving through the hills, the winding roads of the North Georgia mountains. And as we were driving along this two-lane road, there, were, there in the middle of the road was a sheet of plywood propped up on a sawhorse and on that piece of raw plywood was the word detour spray painted with a with an arrow all in black pointing to the right well we're in north georgia we don't know where we are we're on a two-lane road and it's telling us to get off a two-lane road to go some other smaller road so we stopped in the middle of the road, and we're looking at this sign, and we're looking at each other, and we're thinking, what? This Certainly the Department of Transportation hasn't put out a piece of plywood with spray-painted detour on it. What is the point? Who, what, who is telling us to take a detour? And why? Well, the worst things are going through my mind. I'm thinking there's hijackers, you know, drug lords, there's uh, murderers. There's all kinds of things on this detour. So I'm looking at this sign, and Leanne's looking at this sign, and, I, and we decided we're not going to take the detour. So we go around the sign, 
and we'll go as far as we can go. And if we have to turn around, we'll turn around. We're not going on that detour. So we drive, and it wasn't very far before we came to a, the beginning, the edge of a small town, very small town. It was actually the, you, you drive right into the town square. But a, across the road, before we could even get there, was a flatbed trailer. And there were people just milling about. And I'm thinking, man, we have gotten ourselves into some kind of, I don't even know what this is. But we, we, we're looking, we're studying, and we're, we're, we want to know if we're safe. And we, we start looking, and people look, they look normal, they look safe. Just your average folks. So we said, well, let's, let's see what's going on. So we find a, a place to park, and we park the car, and we get out, and we start walking towards this flatbed trailer. And there, are, I mean, there are people everywhere. Shops are open, and they have their 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 goods are out on the sidewalk. And I thought, this is some kind of festival. Well, it wasn't long before we started seeing signs: Dawsonville Moonshine Festival. <laughs> and on that flatbed trailer was Elvis Presley, not the one in the jumpsuits, the one who wore the camel hair jacket and a black shirt jet black hair and his his mother or his grandmother was in a rocking chair wrapped up in, in a quilt and blankets and he was tending to her I'm like we've stumbled across a Elvis Presley concert but no it was it was the moonshine festival and so out in the middle of the street they had the streets lined with um, awesome Awesome Bill Elliott from Dawsonville. His cars, his race cars, were lining the streets. And where there weren't cars, there were old steels lined up. And now they weren't working. You couldn't buy moonshine. Um, I, tried, I tried to get Leanne some, but it wasn't to be had. Yeah, I just got in trouble for, for that one. But they, what they did have? Apple pies. Oh, these were the best fried apple pies I have ever. I think I may have had two that day. But one of, my, one of the vivid memories I have of that, not only were the cars and Elvis Presley, there was a guy walking around the festival with his overalls on and no shirt. And it was cold. And I thought, what in the world? But he led me to the apple pies. And I am forever grateful. When I think about that whole experience, and I think about being on the other side of that sign, that detour sign, that's an important piece. I didn't know what this detour was leading me towards. I didn't know the purpose of that, of that detour sign. I, I had no idea it was on the other side, but I was gonna, we had to find out. And when we were there... It was, a, it was a joy. It was a treat. And if you're ever in North Georgia around Dawsonville in the fall, check and see if they still have the Moonshine Festival. You know, there's something about these signs that we pass. We don't really understand them until we're on the other side of them. And that's the point of John chapter 6. Now, in John chapter 6, we have the feeding of the 5,000. 
And then we have Jesus leaving that whole gathering. After his disciples leave in a boat, he walks on the water. It's after these two big events, these two miracles, that we now find ourselves in John chapter 6. I invite us now to hear the reading from John chapter 6, beginning in verse 24. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? And Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? And Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. And so they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the man in the wilderness, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives the life to the world. And they said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And this is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Powerful moment here. The people had their fill of bread at the feeding of the 5,000. An incredible sign. A sign that they couldn't fully appreciate until they got on the other side of it. And so when they get on the other side, literally on the other side of the lake, Jesus begins to tell them that you missed it. It wasn't about filling your stomachs. It wasn't about having just that bread, but to begin to understand that this sign, this bread was pointing to me and was pointing to God who sent me. I am the bread of life. I am the bread of heaven. It's on the other side of the sign that we've got to pause long enough to consider what the sign is pointing towards. What, what is the importance of the sign? What is, it, what is it showing us? What is it demonstrating? What is it pointing towards? The sign that I went around on that two-lane road was pointing me to a festival. To a wonderful experience. Wasn't the sign I expected. Wasn't the sign I would have looked for. Wasn't the sign I would have made. I would have gotten a big bright orange sign and put festival on it, detour. 
signs aren't always what we expect. Signs aren't always what we would make. But signs are important and they point us to something even more important. The bread that was served on the feeding of the 5,000 pointed to Jesus Christ. It pointed to God, the provider of the bread. It's important for us to pause long enough on the other side of the sign to begin to understand and to see the importance of the sign and where that sign is pointing us so that we can respond. For the Gospel of John, there are two responses, two possible responses to the sign. One, that we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of Man, is the Word made flesh, is the bread of life. Or two, we don't believe that. The signs are pointing to Christ that will allow us, invite us, requires us to make a decision, to respond about who Jesus is. Is he who he says he is or not? And do we believe that or not? And if we believe it, how does it change our lives? These are important questions for us. They were important questions for those people who, who gathered around Jesus for more bread, not understanding the sign, but yet having the opportunity to pause long enough to consider and then to respond. We come across signs every day. Every day, whether it's in the scriptures or in our daily lives, God sends us signs. How do we respond? How do we, how do we pause long enough on the other side of these signs to, to respond? Do we pause long enough to consider our response? Or do we just blow past them, looking for the next piece of bread to fill our stomachs, looking for the next sign to tell us which direction to go? My hope and my prayer for myself and for us all is that we will have the discernment and the wisdom to have our eyes open, our hearts open, our minds open to see the signs that God sends our way. Whether it's in the scriptures that we read or in our daily life that we come across. And as we discern these signs, we begin to discern our response to each and every sign of God. So that we can say, without hesitation that Jesus Christ is the Word made flesh the Son of God the bread of life so when you leave this morning and you go about the rest of your week 
pay attention to the signs. And when you pass by those signs, think about, consider what the response is. What is my response? What is God telling me about God's self? And do I believe that or do I not? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.